The following content does not forgive, does not forget, but it will probably still fuck. Start the show. What? What? <laughs> Why y'all laughing? Because that was a quality intro, <laughs> and then you erased it, and then you did another quality intro. You know, I just <laughs> don't understand what we're doing here. So I'm gonna stay in my own fucking lane. That's what's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, you find it? Do you want to go ahead and just? You want to no, just say no, it? No, you want to start your no, day? No. No. <laughs> no. You got something to get off your chest. Just no. say it. get it off your chest. No. What's on your chest? Nothing. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions <laughs> while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week of foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. You found it. I am your H E B value Drake, the fluent one. <laughs> He's really sticking to that. He's sticking to that. <laughs> Look, you keep letting me back, and I feel like it's a brand at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a, I'm not a villain. I am a hero in this story. Like, I mean, but the villains are also heroes in their story. <laughs> if we're being, I, I'm just telling you. I'm just saying, you know, not all villains are as bad as you make them out to be. I'm a villain that likes to meditate with the clouds. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how's there, this episode? Oh God, what is it? Two eleven? Yeah, it's two eleven. Uh, how's everybody doing? How's everybody's mental health? One to ten. How are we doing? Uh, um, Anyone go, can start. I'm gonna go with a six point eight. Why? Why so? Uh, some things I probably wouldn't discuss on air. Fair but, enough. Uh, yeah, some some interesting mistakes coming to bite me in the butt and being stubborn. And uh, yeah, we could we can unpack that on Patreon. <laughs> um, Euphonic, uh, how 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 you feeling, man? What's your uh, what's your mental health? One to ten. Uh, I'm at a strong seven. I'll say that. Um, many of the same reasons, without them being the same reasons. Just okay. Some really interesting decision making that took place in 2020. That's you know going to be an interesting unpacking in 2030. Ah, fair yeah, enough. Is what it is. So we're here now. We're doing all Why the stuff. do there have to be consequences to decisions that I make about my life? That's all I want to know. Because we haven't caught up with time being that construct yet. We haven't yeah. freed enough of our mind yet. If I can just see the future, I would make better decisions. Yeah. I just don't understand that comment. <laughs> right there with you, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Where's the fun in that? I mean, I can get little hints. <laughs> you can give me two of the lottery numbers. You know what I'm saying? Nah, this nah. man in Chainsaw. Is it Aki that has the the future demon? Yeah, yeah. In my left eye, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> give me your power. <laughs> Fuck. 
Oh man, be walking around one eye the whole time. Yep, mm-hmm. not fucking with you. I, I am not fucking with you. You you mistake. I'm just saying, you know, you can give me two of the lottery numbers. You know, give me a start. Give me you know, just a light push in, in in the other direction. Nah, just a light. If you only get two numbers, you still don't win shit. I need five. Let me generate the. I could generate the other, the other three. I f- I feel confident enough that if I have, if I'm on the right start, I can generate the other three. I just want. I I don't. I just don't want all of the fun taken out of the guesswork. Okay. I just win it when I'm making a decision. I, I legitimately just want to know. Or you know when I'm driving too. That would, that would and the future's nice. fluid, so you don't know. You might you might change that scenario just to end up in another scenario. True. The multiverse is fucked up, bro. That's all I'm saying. This has not worked out for Rick Sanchez yet. Debatable. Which Rick well, Sanchez? I don't say. Worked out for one of them. <laughs> um shout out to the new listeners. Why the fuck are y'all still here? What are y'all trying to prove? Thank you for listening to that one friend. <laughs> right. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening to that friend. Also, depending on how this show ends up, this episode ends up, smack them. <laughs> it's, either, it, it, it's either their gift or their fault. Like, <laughs> Smack them, tip them, or both. Or really both. Tip us, smack them. So. <laughs> Shout out to the new listeners, shout out to the old listeners, shout out to the first times, the last times, the long times. Uh, shout out to everybody on Google, SoundCloud, iHeart, um, Spotify, any, really anywhere quality content is disseminated. Uh, shout out to all my niggas on Twitter. Not Twitter. Patreon. On Patreon. Well, shout out to the social media people too. Shout out to everybody who fucks with me on IG and Twitter. But shout out to my niggas on Patreon. How's like you really got Twitch? How is Twitter still a thing? How just barely? Because you know people like their communities. You know what's happening? Everybody's holding their breath. It's like it. It's like when they tell in Houston when they tell us a, a, a a hurricane's coming, or or it could move to the left and destroy New Orleans again. We're holding our breath in that moment. We're waiting on it to turn. Mm-hmm. We're, well, we're waiting on it to just do what it, whatever it's going to fucking do because we're tired of all the coverage. That's where we're at right now with Twitter. Okay. Everybody's holding their breath waiting for the day that Twitter just stops working altogether. Fortunately, Mr. Uh, Villain-in-Chief okay. has decided to step back after being embarrassed in that poll that asked if he should still be CEO of Twitter, and it was a resounding, please the fuck no. Show did. So, since he stepped back, people are kind of like, okay, maybe we can get through this. <laughs> right, right. So it's hanging on. Um, oh, I do, Oh yeah, I, we, I was going to get caught all up in that. Time to get flowers. Yes. Flowers this week. What's her name? Angel Reese. Angel Reese, who plays for LSU, yes? Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the best plays, one of the best sports moments I've seen probably the past, uh, at least since the pandemic started. 
Um, for reasons unknown, she had her shoe off. Her shoe had come off. She had her shoe in her hand. This is during a game. Someone from the opposite team thinks that she's going to catch Angel sleeping she. and go straight to the hole, crotch in her face. She, she was wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. She got her feet half an inch off the ground, maybe. She might have took the pivot step. And this woman took her mighty hand, <laughs> blocked the ball, shut the ball down, and swatted her down to the floor with the ball. It was it was crucial. It, it was it, it was mind blowing. I had to watch it multiple it's times. It's everything I've waited for LeBron James to do his whole career. As being the resident bigger and stronger than everyone else on the fucking court guy at thirty eight. He should be Carl Malone by now. I actually need some people that are really good at content creation to like take that and then put it to an anime backdrop because it was really kind of on that level. It's probably happening. If it they did because if they did it to the the Waffle House lady, <laughs> remember they made the Waffle the Waffle House lady like caught it like caught a flying chair, the Avengers level Waffle Lady, and they just and all of a sudden she's being marketed as Flash Gordon. Yeah, that was fly too. That was. The best cut of that was when they took it to the, they cut it against the Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> when he catches the shield. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. But, okay, yeah, no, she blocked the shit out of that ball. And I just, and it's, it's, it, it's testament to the fact that I want people to start to stop downplaying women's basketball. The women are fucking tough, bro. Too much fundamental ball. They pass the ball too much. Honestly, I think they probably throw hands more than the niggas. The niggas are the niggas be almost throwing hands. Like the only like the last real hands we saw was Chris Paul and what's his name? Mm. Really? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what was boxing like. Yeah, they were just boxing um just I'm trying to remember which game ago. that was. That was that was like two months ago. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like like not say like a quote unquote nice one, but like like a real one, yeah. I mean, and, and, I mean, Bomani Jones said it recently, but like, there's way less hands throwing in the in the NBA. Like, Dr. J and Moses Malone literally tag team Larry Bird. <laughs> like, what? They, I, the Bulls' whole championship run. Was was peppered in throughout a career of the Jordan Bulls fist fighting the Pistons. Yeah, Isaiah, it's on site for Isaiah Thomas if they ever see each other again. I thought we said they were gonna hug it out. No, that's Magic and Isaiah. <laughs> Magic and Isaiah got cool again, um, because all that bull, all that fighting, all that throwing hands, when Mike finally had some influence. And they were picking the dream team. They were like, well, we got to get Isaiah. He was like, no. Tried it. No. Isaiah will be staying home. I'd also like and he's never forgiven him for that. I also got to say, it's a testament. Like, blocks like that are a testament to the cameraman. Because if either you're watching the video or you see the still, there's a hey. part on the young lady's face when she sees that she's getting blocked. 
It's just pure disbelief, and I love it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> like, whoever that camera person was, like, good on you for recognizing that level of despair and clicking the shot. Like, that's quality work, man. Like when that dude thought he was going to hit Black Adam with the baton. Yeah, oh, man. And that hoe just bend it. <laughs> yeah, I, she really thought she was going up. Like, oh, I got the jump was, on her. She was not. I do not. Oh. Uh, Feels like I'm going the opposite direction. <laughs> and she ended up on her back. Um, so yeah, that was some of the most GS that was some of the GS most GS shit I've seen in a while. So shout out to Angel Reese. Yes, sir. Hit her with the air horns. Um in terms of humans ain't shit this week, I saw a tweet. It's not important who the tweet's from, it's not really important. Um, they they weren't like a even if they were a blue check, not really important. Uh, the conversation is more important. And basically, the tweet said something to the effect of, "Black people are the only culture um, that is encouraged to uh, where their kids have to take care have to take care of their parents um, when they get old financially and all that shit." And the first thing I want to impact there is that one, that's not true. That's just not true. I hate I hate that when people go only black people. There yeah. are certain things in America, in Western society, where only black people have to go through them. Taking care of your taking care of your elders is not one of them. I mean, we're not the only culture that's ever done that, and. My other thing is, and the first, and the other thing is, the next thing is, y'all don't like nothing anymore. You don't like kids. You don't think you don't think you should be you don't think you should be feeding kids just be, because they're not yours. If kids fair, are hungry, let's feed kids. Nah, to be fair, I've never liked the kids, even when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a bit of you, like you ain't even feeding your homeboys, huh? You know, I was, I was upset with myself because I was like, it was you. you know, this doesn't make sense. I'm emotional and I don't understand what's happening and I'm reacting because this is some childish ass shit. Y'all I hate kids. That was me back when I was a kid. No, okay, I was just checking. I got a little emotional there. Yeah, but um, now, now I'm a little older, so I just mostly dislike the children. I understand that you have to feed them by law. I get that. Like I'm just saying The point I'm making I find other people's kids fascinating So I do too I, I find them most fascinating Because I can give them back Exactly Ooh. But like my own But you have to be around them Well like, I mean it, We can't I, have everything I get it Like you, I respect I respect I, I Have wonderful insight bro Um But the point being No they don't even like relationships or marriage. You don't like kids You don't like uh, You don't You don't like relationships Nope you don't want to carry on. You don't want to carry. You, allegedly, we're losing recipes, so y'all don't want to cook. Oh wait, no. And no. this isn't just men. And, this is just this isn't just women. I cook. Sorry. Um, I cook as well. And I, now y'all don't even like your elders. I cook as third. And we do love our elders over here. Where we? Cook. I would say over here. We all. I'm pretty sure we all love our elders here. I think there's a correlation between being able to cook and and loving your elders. <laughs> I, I would like to agree with that. You know. I I, enjoy, I cooked for mine before I came out here today. You know, I did a a turkey soup and, and baked some drumsticks and some corn and some well, that rice. Good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't I don't understand the foolishness of of not wanting to take care of them. You 
But and, and and I've complained before, and I have joke complained before on this podcast about how uh, parents are bad as fucking. They don't listen. Um, yes, they, they are children. True, <laughs> they don't fucking listen. Um, I have joked about this, and I have also joked about how that my mother is selling Mary Kay. Like I've become like Pushing. HR or tech support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Make sure you mention, you know. Uh, I'll, uh, uh, inbox me if you're interested about uh, men and women, about any uh, facial beauty products you might be in the, in the need for. Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, all I'm saying is I'm literally related to the plug. Um, <laughs> but now y'all don't even want to fuck with your elders. And here's, and, and here's the crazy thing about this to me is that I have – complained before about how I think there's a loss of value somewhere along the way in that there was a time when our elders were the people were the they were the leaders of the of the clan of the tribe of you know across cultures whatever the the elders were always considered the ones who knew yeah and we don't treat them like that anymore because now it's it's and I swear to you I it, it's a part of this generational selfishness that I feel coming out of the pandemic. I would argue it's not even so much the pandemic, bro. It, you can speak to that generational selfishness because you got to remember we're the adults now. It's so also true. The people that are supposed to be instilling some of those values are us. And, oh. and the wide populace of that quote unquote us, our peer group don't have that, you know, and I, that also speaks to those tribes you're talking about. You know, their equivalent of a latchkey kid still had three or four adults helping them, guiding them along the way. Also true. A lot of us didn't have that either, you know, and, and it's unfortunate, for y'all, you know. But and I do, and I do also want to impart that I do understand. That there are a lot of, that there are some cases where people don't feel obligated because of recognizing certain generational curses that have been handed down to them. You can break them. You can break them, but the problem and and also a side note is you breaking generational curses is kind of a moot point if you're creating brand new ones. Speak on it, son. And my thing there is, at the end of the day, I feel like there's an there I, there should just be an internal respect for our elders in a manner that we don't do anymore, mostly because we think we can get all our information from anywhere. The internet and that the internet and that internet information is different than. Elder information, which is the which is the context and the emotional context and the benefit of someone's actual lived experiences, someone that looks like you's lived experiences, and we should be preserving our history. They are our history, and we should be preserving them because more and more, America refuses to do it properly. Properly, already cutting it. Or at, school. I would say at all. They don't. We were talking about that in the Uber. They don't even want to teach that bad things happened to black people in this country. They don't. Texas and Florida don't have to anymore. 
They're going to fuck around and annex us, dog. I see it. I see it. They're going to annex us. They're going to make us the prison state. They're going to make us the prison state we were talking about before. Nah. It, it, it would be another smaller. Uh, if they me, were. To me, that's Gener- resources and exotic animals here for that. That in Texas GDP is like by itself larger than most other countries. <laughs> also, we're connected to also we're connected to Mexico and they don't want to lose their connection to Mexico. Because these rich white people, who would cut their lawn? They wouldn't. Niggas ain't doing it. They would have they would they would not have they would not have a a group of color to make a very specific economic underclass in America. That's their pipeline to their to their underclass. So they would never do that. Even though they say that's not what they want, but then they still exactly what they fucking benefit and yeah. Quit picking them up in buses then. I've I've heard the double speak. Um I will say before you move on, though. No, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. In in regards to the tweet yeah. where uh, the person was talking about why is it that, you know, black people have to take care of our elders, the, the contrasting point that was brought up was that other cultures set the children up for a generational advantage such oh. that economically the children are not necessarily having to take care of the elders. And I think what ends up happening is that's a a missed perspective of how group and family economics work. Um, a lot of times I think that we as a group of people are ignorant of the transaction process and we get holed up even just in the basic transfer of wealth from one generation to another. Think about how many uh, grandma's house gets tied up in taxes or in um, escrow or state issues dealing with right. uh, the death. Um, and speaking personally from, from my family, when my great-grandmother died, my, my, my great-grandfather had built a couple of homes, and that was in the estate. All those homes were lost just because of disputes that were going on during the transfer. So what was a million-dollar estate basically turned into, here's some lunch money. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm glad you brought up the transfer of wealth, and I'm glad you brought up the generational wealth issue. Because this is one of those moments when the generational wealth people do have to shut the fuck up. Because the argument there... Which I understand. The argument there is, well, how are we? How else are we going to start generating wealth and and maintaining that through uh, throughout generations through inheritance, so so forth and so forth? If nobody's setting, if nobody's setting anybody up, here's here's the other side to that: is that the generational wealth, and this is the thing they always leave out of those conversations, is that when you're going is that when you're going off of these kind of white centered narratives about economics, it leaves out the fact that we in this country were set back in terms of avenues to generate wealth at every turn. And when we try to do it ourselves, you burn it to the ground. We didn't we've only been voting in a in a three hundred year year old country 70 years for 70 years 
we are light years behind the the people that you're using for models in terms of building generational wealth. And I only bring that up, and I'm, I'm going to let you get your point off, I only bring that up because when we talk about um, when we talk about when it's time to take care of each other, we're behind in unemployment. We're behind anytime. Anytime you look at those statistics they talk about about the economy, whatever that is, double that for black people. And the prop and the and the reason that's so important is because now it's made every it's. That stuff alters your mind in a way where you stop thinking about the elders and you start thinking about, fuck, one more mouth to feed. And I can't even feed mine. And eggs are eggs have gone up 60, 60% in two I, months. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and admit, as the official egg tracker. <laughs> Here you go with the egg watch. <laughs> I, I did not buy Eggs this time, I got the liquid carton because it was $4.65 for one of them liquid cartons of eggs. That is so weird to me. I, you know, but sometimes you just got to do what you want to do. Do they slap? They were eggs. <laughs> so no. I, thought you were <laughs> I mean, I don't America, know. America, just, just listening to this soft man talk right now. He's a wonderful human being. That's his no. They, slap, <laughs> they did like not they slap. slap. <laughs> uh, All I was going to say was, yeah. I was just recently at a conference, and part of the conference was dealing around experiential ed. So we did some time on a plantation. Mm-hmm. Usually, hate, usually hate touring plantations because there's always this underlying narrative to like apologize on behalf of the families for history, whatever. Happy to say that didn't happen here. But what you do learn is that this, I like that kids younger than us are so fixated on systems Mm -hmm. because the systems that have been, you know, I don't want to frame this. The systems that kind of came out of, of, of being enslaved people here are just so ingrained in almost every metric of this country. Like, those centuries yeah. of developing generational wealth are so critical to having generational wealth. Right. And I hope that we as people of color just get to a point where we can provide each other a little bit of grace and reframe Correct. the work around taking care of those old people or having that one more mouth to feed or man eggs are up 60 cents. That Having the wherewithal to pivot from paying the extra $2 for a carton of eggs, just, mm, let me just get this 416 liquid eggs. Right. Just make it work. Because- all of that stuff you're talking about, all of that good stuff that the generational wealthers like to tote really comes off the backs of their ancestors. It comes off the backs of other indigenous yeah. people. It comes hundreds of years off the backs of everyone else around this particular group that does it so quote-unquote well. So, man, to your point, please stop looking at that model. Right. Or at least or, or, or look at that model, but look at that model with context. Cause every, cause just like Euphonic said, every dollar that a lot of those old money people made, a lot of them, a lot of them started that empire or furthered that empire, depending on how back your family goes, off of off of you, and most likely off of burning Tulsa, Oklahoma to the fucking ground. Yeah, if we're just being honest. 
I anytime I see somebody that has that has two that has like a f- quite a few generations of money that come from those kind of families, I just assume that they that they were part of the people that pushed the button or whatever to just fire off on Black Wall Street. I just assume. I mean, even, even with that though, there's the assumption in the original tweet post talking about other cultures don't have to do that. And that's also blatantly false. True. Completely right. false. True. There, there are so many other cultures that take care of move in and have group economics within the family of what does it mean to actually take care of someone? Um, having your parents move back in with you, even, even with my siblings, we're, we're talking about as my, our parents get to the age when they, mm-hmm. when they need some help. Okay whose house are we going to set up in a way where does it mean like if I'm moving out of this house and I'm getting another house where there's like a first floor accessible for my parents to be able to still, you know, have their independence, but mm. be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. My, my, my aunt lives with my grandfather still. Right. Um, it's just that for me, that's just kind of built in. Like we we're going to be doing, yeah. This, but I've also seen my coworkers doing this. I've seen my friends doing this, and this is across every continent of of culture. So I don't, I don't see where this. It's only black people that have to do that, yeah. and not for nothing. But to reinforce that point, we're living in an era now where sixty percent of people that were out on their own and moving back with their parents. Or moving back or moving in with their family or whatever, and this dates back to before the pandemic. We're in a mode now where um, housing is ridiculous, housing costs are insane, real estate in any given major metro is becoming insane. If, if you can get in, it's a good market to make money, though. Ep- economically, it, and this is always my problem. Uh, in these black conversations is that sometimes we are not economically stable enough to be having the conversations that we're having. Yes, that nigga live with yes, that nigga live with his mom. Yes. You wish you could be back living with your mom. <laughs> well, not, not me. I'm I'm enjoying the independence myself. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying that. Y'all get out here and complain about housing costs. Y'all get out here and complain about how how high cost of living is. And then we look over the fact that the number one path to home ownership in in 2023 is inheritance. Yeah. We can't have the math ain't math and we can't have the same conversations anymore. We can't have conversations about niggas living at home, about niggas or women for that matter living at home when they're going to own that home in 15, 20 years. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll and they're and they're investing into it. You're going to get a you're going to get a you're you're investing now to even find a home and you they're going to have theirs before you have yours. I I got into my first home by moving back in with my parents. So when I when I left college, I moved back in and I had to deal with my dad mm. that instead of paying rent to my parents, I just had to pay what I was going to budget for my first mortgage to my right. own savings account. And so my dad would do a quarterly checkup 
and make sure that I was actually paying myself, right? Yeah. And so that went well for the most part. And then there was one particular time when, you know, I went to a strip club one too many times. (laughs) And my quarterly balance was the same as the beginning. (laughs) Actually, it was a little bit lower. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my. Hey, I'm just going to say, you know, um, it was... Good times were had. (laughs) Night. Uh, Good times were had, and and so my dad, like you know, (laughs) he was like, "Yo, your 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 balance is is right, so you owe me rent, and because you clearly can't look, you don't have enough financial discipline. I'm not going to spend your money, but you can't be trusted to even do what you said you was going to do." And I was like, "No, no, no, just give me one more quarter. I got this. I got this." So it was like, all right. Went back the next quarter. It was like, you know, matching up with the rate that it was supposed to be matching up. And so by doing that for, I don't know, maybe like two and a half, three years, I was was in a position where I was able to start hunting for a house that if I was trying to be completely independent, worried about what other people think about whether I'm staying with my mom, my dad, you know, type thing. Right. I wouldn't have been in the same financial situation to be able to take advantage of things when I did at that particular time. So it's like it, it the the stigma of you you're you're living with your parents or even if you have your parents living in with you and you're taking care of them is weird because the the economics are not the same anymore. Right. The 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 economics of independent home ownership are not the same anymore. Nope. So you got to take advantage of what you can take advantage of. Cuz there was a time people don't realize we everybody and that's and that's part of the problem with dating. Everybody wants to live like their parents and their grandparents did, but you don't realize and especially for us as kind of on the elder side of millennial, most of the time you come from a you come from a family who came up at a time when you could come straight out of high school and get a high paying job, you could get a high paying enough job to to buy and maintain a house, like Homer Simpson, and that wasn't that far, and that wasn't that long ago, or Al Bundy. Oh, God. I mean, th- think think about it. Other than the Cosby's, who had you know they were very high paid, right. both right. So it makes sense for them to have such a large home where they were, or Fresh Prince. As a judge, you expect them to be able to have some money, right? Right. But when you look at other cultural displays at the time in the 90s or the 80s in terms of what was an average person able right. to afford, where were they able to live? They still had a comfortable place. Yeah. They still had a comfortable place. You weren't making sacrifices to the roach gods to stay away from this 500-square-foot right. uh, uh, um Prison in like, in New York ooh, that pay, takes five thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> that man was a trash man, and his wife was a teacher or something. They had a nice little home. Yeah, yeah. I just want to point out because when you said like nineties and representation of sitcoms and things like that, do we realize how the fuck many people lived in that house on Full House, eight or in Living Single? Living, or, okay, living single had four had four roommates in that spot, or family matters, and and whoever they were fucking, I could that's, in New York I could kind of understand that's that. Still a lot of people in one spot, bro. Four people yeah. plus who they fucking, yeah, that's a lot of noise. Yeah, and they were up too. at all hours of the night. 
They were. That's true too. It, same, it wasn't. It wasn't enough roommate. Friends. It wasn't enough roommate complaining on that show <laughs> for some of the bullshit that was going on. Well, fuck if you fucking the handyman. Why the fuck you out there looking at that naked dude across the street again, man? <laughs> Chill out. Like, yeah. Somebody says, shut the fuck up, Sinclair. Nobody give a fuck you fucking the handyman. She was like, bitch, you gonna give a fuck when it's a when it's, when it's a leaking when it's a leaking your ceiling when you sleep, bitch. <laughs> It's one eye open, oh. Uh, song of the week. This man has some repressed feelings about the maintenance man. Oh my, oh my god. god. Wow. Oz, how many years have you been holding that in? <laughs> Fuck that maintenance man. Um uh oh god. Song of the week. That's where we at. Song of the week. Um, I'm just keep it light this week. <laughs> throw y'all some, throw y'all some Thundercat. Do I want to play? Th- yeah, I will play Thundercat. That's a weird dude to me, man. I, he know, and he knows this. He does. He it, interviews weird. I think he does it on purpose. It's the brand. It, I, I, I keep telling people it is the whole brand. Which, which Thundercat song are you dropping? Uh, I'm trying to read Fluence Mind here. I'm thinking. Dragon Ball Do Rag. I knew it. There you go. Uh, this is Dragon Ball Do Rag by Thundercat. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. It's going to be a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
And that was Dragon Ball Do-Rag by Thundercat. Well, this man really has a Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Not the singer, the person, the other while person on the break, While on break, we learned that Fluent genuinely has in his possession is clearly used a Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Absolutely. I told you I am the hero. Uh, now, now you start to make yourself like the villain, bro. He's, no, no, because he's getting. Because I ain't gonna lie, because he's getting hero level pussy. <laughs> you have references like, to the songs and shit. <laughs> you live in this house. This is getting hero level. It's it's true. He's he's getting hero level pussy. I you I put that. I dare watch. I'm telling you, a a a, a savvy type chick. With good taste in music, who listens to a podcast like this, I'm telling you what I'm telling you now. You would have them over. They would come in here. You would say, "You would say, Siri, play Dragon Ball Durag." <laughs> come out and go. I have and, and show them the Dragon Ball Durag is like a little sentimental thing, but also planting the right seed. And then I, say, "Let me show you a tour of the house." <laughs> I would give them more cool points if they knew the anime. That's just me. I, you know, that I got that as a gift. I bet you did. So, that was a hell of a housewarming. No, no, no not that kind of a gift. I, 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 I bet. I bet if I, I bet if I, if I asked further. I am a virgin as of 2023. In your ear? Mm, no, no, in 2023. A virgin where? I am a virgin as of 2023. Everything is rolled off. We've discussed this. Okay. The rules are in place. Hey, man, don't let, see, don't let Ariel. be born again. It's, it don't, been don't more let than be seven minutes. It's Ariel let him down minutes. this lie. You're going to be born again? <laughs> Ariel and Lala let him down this lie, particularly Ariel, because yeah. she swears. She, uh, she swears that if, that if that if y'all fucking, she hasn't, she hasn't called you back in six months. You just don't roll over to the next year. Oh, Yo. oh no. Mm-hmm. It's seven minutes for me. They don't roll. Oh, no. Ariel uh, no. said on this program, they don't roll over to the next year. You so can't I'm, even speak to her. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm just, I am here as a. Is, this, is there like a Dragon Ball beard holder? Because I'd love one of those. <laughs> um, appropriate for me. Actually, fluent's full of shit. No, 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 no. Y'all don't understand the house. There's someone who's working on it. Yeah, I'm here for that. Y'all don't understand the house we're we're recording this from. It's a lovely home. Fluent's house, like you know, like Fluent's house is what niggas try to make their back the back of their van into. That's what it looks like in their head. Ladies and gentlemen, he's lying. This is a lovely home. It's curated. No, no, no. I meant that in a good way, nigga. No, he he hasn't make this man. He hasn't seen the trick. Sound like he's James Mason, but I'm telling you, like there's. Wait, let Fluent do this. Hey Siri, it's a vibe. <laughs> and the whole fucking, usually it's the whole fucking kitchen. The whole fucking kitchen will light up when he says it's a vibe. And you telling me. Smart. <laughs> Branding. Branding. <laughs> May we all Tony Stark out our home. Well enough to do that. This nigga living in the home of the future. Shit. Did you just turn on the fireplace? You are an asshole. No, you are. An a- Look, man, it is nice. Everything in this house is backlit. 
Oh, entertainment man. center cabinets. It's got a nice projector in the entertainment center. There's you know there clouds in the workout room to keep you centered. You know, it's just everything's backlit. Everything. It's a library. There's a mini library under his television. I'm just, like, this is a very this is a well curated home, man. Stop calling this man the villain. Hero. He's not curated. A, See, curated. Curated. He's a hero. He's just he's just. You know, got some. He's just got villain tendencies that he's using <laughs> to fight the crime. <laughs> it's it's very Batman. It's very. It, or, or as Luthen said in uh, Andor, I have adopted the methodologies of my enemy in order see, to combat him. See that nigga was winning. That nigga Andor was winning poetry slams. What you, you did? <laughs> everything out of his mouth was a tin poem. You betcha. Yo, that oh. that ninety second monologue is a masterclass. Yeah. That is so, that is a perfect monologue. We have an RIP section. Mm. This is a very special RIP for you Houston niggas, uh, for you born and raised Houston niggas. Rest in peace to the McDonald's on Main, to the downtown McDonald's on Main. I'm pouring out some. I would say Fluent got to pour one out. He literally poured one out. He literally poured one out. It's Listen, a Bud Light. I'm not even going to say what was. I'm not even going to say the next thing that was on my mind at that moment. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Um, rest in peace in the McDonald's on Main. Anybody that's lived here long enough knows if you go downtown or if you're on the train, you look to your right. You hit Maine, you see the the Greyhound station, you will see a a, a cornerstone of Houston culture. Yeah. You, you like there are two kinds of people in Houston. There are people that have been to the McDonald's on Maine and survived, <laughs> and there are people that have never been to the McDonald's on Maine. They know a different class of life than other humans. How about I say y'all don't know Houston like we know Houston? Man, I used to get two hot and spicies. With cheese and a large strawberry soda when I was working downtown. See, he's not even see, he's not even alluding to what me and Euphonic are talking about. I know. Fam. I'm just saying well, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> the level I personally I just needed to understand how casually The level of bizarre transient stories. Well see, I'm not even gonna talk about my first stabbing over there. Like I, I was like <laughs> Two double cheeseburgers and bacon. You know, that was me. Good basket of fries. And then, you know, try not to get stabbed next to the stabbing. Yeah. Like, I respect people that have been through and survived McDonald's on Main differently than I have. Did you go to the drive-thru after the club let out? Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, no, that's, I don't. I didn't violence. That that was that was a different level. That's the first time I ever saw (laughs) violence in the drive-through. And wasn't no way where anybody could go. Yeah, no, no. That's what's fucked up. It would take too long too. That was the other reason. No, there's no point. I was a hungry nigga that night. I'll just put it that way. I was a hungry nigga. Can we walk in? No, the thing's closed. So we just sitting here until they until they clear all this blood out. The McDonald's on the McDonald's on May is a is a wild place. The 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 most I can compare it to is the Wildlings on Game of Thrones, like beyond the wall. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's on May is beyond the wall, and so um, 
it taught me a you know it taught me a lot about surviving on the street um it was it taught me a lot about um complexity and compassion the complexity and compassion of homeless people and their relationship with the rest of the community because let me tell you something it's not television has lied to y'all all that shit all that shit they say in movies to homeless people Get a job, uh, quit bagging. None of that shit flies in real life. I know this because I've been to the McDonald's on Main, and a nigga and a nigga will catch up with you while you walk into the bus. Hey, suck my dick, you bitch ass nigga. I was about to yeah. say it gets said, yeah. but they talk back. They, they don't do. Just, they don't was, just take that shit. They, they throw. They yeah. throw. Let me tell you something. I have seen somebody. Try to. Uh, I've seen a little, some of these kids acting acting crazy downtown. Thought they was just going to uh, walk by and walk by and hit this homeless dude. Mm-hmm. I had. Let me tell you, this is a true story. Hit differently when that turd hit the back of your neck. <laughs> 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 I don't even know you go with your story, bro. We just throw hard out there. They were running. Hey. They were running hey. for the. They were running for the bus and this and and hey. um. The bus was about to leave them. They on high, they going high speed, and they run by this because uh, they know they're gonna make it now. They run by the homeless dude by this bus stop and slap the coffee out of his hands. Nah, and tried to keep it moving. He they tried to tell the bus driver as they're jumping on the bus to you know because they'll let them go back and and get their car out and pay. They try to tell the bus driver, just go, just go. And the bus driver don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Because he peeled off the slowest I've ever seen a human peel off. And the last of them that tried to get on the bus, the homeless man, <laughs> <laughs> like the Terminator, snatched him off of that bottom <laughs> I knew he was going to oh, no. say it. In my head, I already saw the hand just reaching out. And, and the, that methodical uh, man is just, nah, motherfucker. And the bus driver who saw all of it <laughs> politely closed that door <laughs> and peeled right off from that corner. <laughs> hey, shout out to the bus driver for equalizing the power <laughs> dynamic in that situation. You a real one. <laughs> Speaking of kids, uh, I remember when there was a year... For whatever reason, I was asked to come help with a particular writing organization for the youth during, okay. during the slam season. Oh, okay. Here we go. And, and you know, I believe in, I'm read uh, in. Uh, practicing and being uncomfortable and, Correct. and performing through your uncomfortableness. Correct. So we had them go to the McDonald's on me. Oh, shit. Wow. And stand up in the booth and start performing. That's like a pay-as-you-go scared straight program. You remember that episode of Rick and Morty where the dude is at the motel like, shut up. No one's here paying so much that we can care about your problems. That's like, it's like performing under those types of circumstances. We're like, you're trying to do a good thing and no one gives a flying fuck. And here's, what, and here's what's fucked up is we don't know this culture as, as much because we don't have an intricate transit train system like they do in New York. New York, New Yorkers know exactly this pain because every because every time you get on the on the train and you hear somebody showtime, you hear three people on the other side of the car go fuck. 
Y'all watch these kids slide their head on the damn floor. <laughs> Twirling on the poles. <laughs> oh. oh. I've heard, I, I've been to New York enough that I've heard all of the responses. When I heard somebody go, Showtime. Nigga, you was on the last train. <laughs> <laughs> you did your whole commute with a street dancer all the way to work. <laughs> oh, shit. Why'd you get on my transfer? <laughs> oh, man. So, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Damn, that that image in my head is just so good. <laughs> just they felt that shit. It didn't give a fuck if the dancers heard it. Just showtime, let's show them. Fuck. This is have no respect anymore, Tom. Look, I'm gonna have to go ask my Airbnb guest because he he from Brooklyn. So I'm gonna be like, hey yo, hey yo. If I say showtime, what they gonna mean for you? <laughs> So, uh, the other thing I want to talk about. Now, it is my belief, it has always been my belief that I want that the, we always say we can't save everybody. And it is my belief that ideally, it has always been my belief that ideally we could save everybody. That the kind of black utopia, the kind of Wakanda that we want to build is one that every that everybody can come to because no matter because most of the things that we beef about in the kind of place we want to build in the kind of perfection we want to build none of those things would exist because a lot of things we beef about are the results of systemic oppression correct and, and capitalism and any of any of the number of uh, problematic systems that America runs on correct so I believe that up until this weekend. When I went to Shade Room and I saw a story, I saw a video mm-hmm. of a of some enterprising young man handing young thug Percocets in the middle of the courtroom to be viewed and apparently camera filmed for all to see. He was passing Percocets. He was trying to get high. In the middle of his court, in the middle of his courtroom case, he needed to relax. He wasn't trying to get. He was trying to fam. He was he he was anxious. If I know I'm about to be found guilty, you know his anxiety was. Let me stop you right there. You know, get to see titties anymore. These 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 were medically prescribed. Not the kind of titties I want. Narcotics. No, you're not getting medically prescribed narcotics. (laughs) They were prescribed to somebody. Handed to you by some dot nigger. In the middle of your courtroom case. I have to take it all back now. We can't save everybody and should not. Welcome. We cannot save everybody. Welcome. Young Thug don't want to go. Young Thug wants to be Young Thug wants to be a part of the system. He because either you're either you're incompetent or that's trolling. Your whole legal counsel should have got up and walked out single file line and not said anything but good day, Your Honor. No, if you lose, I still get paid, so I'm gonna stay. Well, that's an L. That's an L. You might. I don't know. I don't know. 
They should have quit because they quit on Kanye. Well, that's stupid. And I want to be able to work at this town again. <laughs> that's different. His whole legal counsel, Kanye's whole legal counsel, told him to fuck off. Well, I'm just saying. We can't save everybody. We cannot. First of all, you shouldn't want to save Kanye anyway. Walking around with panties on his head. <laughs> Wait, what's what wrong with walking around with panties on your head? I'm no like a ski like a ski mask. I know. When he had the, I said what I said. Okay. Well, again, you know, <laughs> again, you know, you're, you're not going to make me walk into some of these comments. I'm not going to do it. You know, today I'm going to put my foot down. Goddamn it! <laughs> All I'm telling you is. I'm now on the team we can't save everybody. Because Young Thug don't want to come. He don't. He don't. He, he's one of them people that they t- that they say the institution fucks you over and and your name is your jail ID to you. Like, you still answer to your jail ID number. Nah. Are we leaving Bootsy on this bench? Asking. Look. We're asking for some friends. We're stuck with Boozy. That, I, no, I'm we're sorry. Not. We are. No, we're not. No, no. no. no we're it's not. not because of us. It's because of the 20-year-olds. We're stuck with Boozy. No, we're not. We, we we don't even have to go back over and relist how problematic that is. But that is just another case in point, which matters even more so to the off-air earlier comment that, no, there's a whole bunch of people Man, we yeah. cannot save. Yeah. I got not, not, if you actually, not if you actually want a utopia. There's a, there's, there's a certain level of um, therapy and progression that needs to happen for some people. But we and would, then that in itself is problematic because why are we doing forced therapy? Like, it no. is something you should have to want to go through for yourself. You need to be able to address that there's a problem and then heal towards that problem versus... But then I was also wrong about... Being, but did I have to walk back? I was also wrong about therapy. Yeah. I was. There was not, it was not long ago. As a matter of fact, probably right when I started... When I started this podcast, probably in the first 10 episodes, I had a whole rant about you niggas in therapy. Oh. Oh, man. Therapy was the new bougie black shit. Man, no. Like, nah, needed. We, it's, it's needed. It's Very definitely good. needed. Because we, we got a lot it's of... It's needed. But the argument was that we as niggas are using it wrong. It's a status marker now. It, it okay. So it's a may, status marker. It might have been a status marker, and part of that does go into different ways of how like classism is just kind of pervasive across every aspect of culture. Correct. But the more accessible it becomes, the more it becomes a hey, because it's so accessible. What is the excuse of not yeah. doing it? Like better like, health. Like when you when you know you've got issues with <clears throat> different types of trauma that we have all. Experience. Had to get through, right? And then that trauma response gets made part of our personality. And then it's like, oh, well, this is just how I am. Like, we can't give the excuse to Boozy, this is just how I am. Like, no, yeah, no. no. Like, <laughs> work on that. Let me give y'all a, an example of how I knew uh, that we can't. Uh, the other way I found this weekend, along with Young Thug, how I knew. We cannot save everybody and are not going to. Uh, this was on, and I can just say some podcast because it doesn't matter. Because uh, it's one of these, no, I'm not going to do that. Because it's one of these simple ass fucking podcasts that I'm just going to show y'all real quick if I can rewind it. Um, We can't save all these people. This is a man talking about dating abroad. Let's see if I can get this playing. 
I've been to Kuwait, I've been to Oman, I've been to Turkey, I've been to Istanbul, been to Malaysia, been to Bali, right? They got some of the most exotic women. Ex you're not gonna find these women. I think they wanna hear what you're saying. Oh, you know? they're not gonna find these women. <laughs> they're not going to find these women in America, bro. They don't need I don't this. care if they corn fed back, breed, farm. You're not gonna find these women. So you got to book pussy for 350. Pay for them to leave. You're not paying for them to stay. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? But the women that stay, they still need a little bit of uh, uh, compens uh, compen uh, compensation. compensation for their time. You got to pay them. And the better they look, the more they cost. Sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not going to When you get into that part of the world, the women need to be compensated for their time because you got to remember, right? A lot of the beautiful women around those countries are foreign nationals. I've been to Dubai. So, so, just so you, just so we're clear, we did an episode about passport bros mm -hmm. on Patreon. One, that's an example of what we're talking about when we say passport bros. Two, that's how I know everybody can't come. I thought you said he he can't come. But I thought you said nope. No, I've changed my mind. I have. He can't come. <laughs> I mean, his cousin can handle marketing for what you're trying to do. <laughs> but nothing about that young man screamed credible. <laughs> and again, like the intentionality of like delivery of what we do and how we're doing it, where that shit matters, man. Like you look like a pimp. <laughs> Clearly talking about a prostitution ring. <laughs> right. What? And you're trying to serve it up as if it's the new mail order wife shit to do. Like, Fam. So we macaroni should. Tony, one of his clients. Gotta be. <laughs> Gotta be. When that man couldn't get through the word compensate, when that was a chokehold on him, I said, we can't bring everybody. Oh, wait. So uh, we're leaving Floyd on the bench then, right? Yes. Okay. Wait, leaving who? Floyd Mayweather. Oh, bro. He's been punched in the head enough. He won't know the difference. I gotta ask these questions. I need to know who's in your Wakanda, bro. Oh no, Floyd can't come. Okay, Floyd can't come now. And we had this talk before. Doctor Umar would want to come because he'd want to teach the children. Now he's half right. Doctor Umar can come, but we have we have a we have a job set up for him already. We have an office for him. Set up already So he don't have to worry About raising the funds For the school So he don't have to worry About being around the children Oh oh. See we talked see, this He is. can't Come within 50 yards of Children With any ideas What if he like We need to set I need the same restrictions On him That we would have On R. Kelly To be honest with you We would have On an actual pedophile I need him And pedophiles To never be Within 50 to 100 yards Of our children He's not I that your, level uh, He is But I want you to Recontextualize <laughs> that That conversation You just had With your listeners You We're talking about Provisions for pedophiles In your Wakanda <laughs> 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 And that's why They can't come <laughs> And that's why they can't come. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant by there's a difference. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a difference there. I don't want your stupid to be that bad where I need those provisions. 
Umar can't come. Okay, you right. You right. Worst worst case, best best case that happens there is all the adults and people that work in orbit around him will get stuck having that that Tolkien conversation with him about whatever he thinks. Oh God, yeah, you right. You know those one ring people. I'm one of them. I'll talk your ear off about Frodo. Okay, I'm I'm down with that. Next up, it's only fun because of Tolkien. He starts talking about his philosophies. It's not fun anymore. What is what was he like a Ayn Rand? Who Umar? I don't. I just want to hear what he has to say about the world. Oh no no nobody does. No that's fine. I'm tell I'm telling you he would have he would have the most dry ass job where he doesn't have to talk to anybody. You know if someone asked if someone asked me if I would rather talk to him for five minutes or do PCP, I could tell y'all about PCP the next day. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll, I'll go with the five minutes. I'll go with the five minutes. You're a patient man, dude. I'll say you're a good dude. I mean, you're he's just going to say the same thing he's for five minutes. He's a good so dude. You're a good dude. There's not too many things we're going to cover. I mean, but see, five minutes on PCP becomes relative time. The minute he starts talking about Wakanda forever and underwater Mexicans, I know we're not going to have a good time. That's a whole other conversation. Oh man, talk about a missed Patreon opportunity, though. <laughs> Look, I already knew it was gonna be like that, but if we started, it was not going, going to, to stop. stop. That's why I was like, nope, nope, I'm not engaging. I'm not engaging. For those of you who don't understand, uh earlier I had my best friend, the Houston poet laureate, outspoken being at the house. <laughs> And in this, this going over the agenda for today, we started into this Wakanda Forever, and Omar Johnson. He started into this Wakanda <laughs> Forever <right>. thing. <laughs> Nobody was talking about comic book. Well, I was talking about comic books. We was talking about comic. Nobody books. was talking about Wakanda, and here goes this nigga. <laughs> oh man, nothing but love. Though. They was fucking up, bro. <laughs> that was a great rant. <laughs> I love it. Um. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. Our uh, usually our pre-production sessions are wonderful, and that was another great moment in pre-production that I'll be laughing about throughout the ages. Um. We gotta get Randall ass up here one of these weekends, man. He, it's hard to schedule it. For for those of y'all who don't know, D. Randall has not has not abandoned y'all. D. Randall's just busy as fuck. And live your dream, King. He we applaud out. you. Man, this man is out here. Let me tell you something. I haven't given y'all a D. Randall update in some time. Uh, this nigga is potentially, and I don't know what NDAs he has or hasn't signed, so I can't get specific, but this nigga is probably about to be shooting pilots for two different sitcoms. Yeah. Okay. Can we get the air horn? Yeah. So D. Randall is out here booked and busy. Uh, he has not abandoned y'all. He will be back for doing specific Patreon episodes. He'll be back for doing the the regular uh, uh, the regular co hosting joints. Uh, I just have to schedule him ages in advance now. Um, so clap him up, white people. Piggybacking off that, um, I always like to ask when I'm on because I'm never on that much. But have you guys heard from Craig Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah, how's he doing? Yeah, he's doing regular shit. He cool. He, you know, um, usually if you follow his stories, he'll be out uh, somewhere at an art gallery where white people, where white women are. Um, Smart. I like art galleries. Yeah, actually, underrated areas. We I'll say nice we're in Houston. 
I would say we. I would say we definitely. I, I mean, I, I love him for keeping that alive. He has a podcast. I forgot. To, I forgot about that. He just started a podcast. Um, I got to get that information. I'll get it by the end of the episode. Um, because people ask all the time how Craig Lindsay is doing and if his mental, if if his mental and physical is on point. He see. He seems like he's in good. He seems like he's in good health. I'll get. As a matter of fact, I'll get an update for next week. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate that. I'll text him and reach out to him and give you all the information for his podcast. Um, oh, this is one I wanted to go over. Uh, Francis Ngannou, uh, former UFC champion, quit UFC. This is like a this is like a month or two old. I didn't know about this. I think this was probably when I was on break. Um, Francis Ngannou quit quit the UFC altogether. This man was on a this, y'all don't realize. This big motherfucker was on a crash course up up the ranks. Um, he was about to be a real superstar out here, and uh, according to him, he just the pay wasn't right. The pay wasn't right. Dana wasn't paying people what they what they owe. He had to move the fuck around. Um, this is big to me because it's the most high profile case of people not getting what they're due. We've seen out of UFC that might wake some people up. Well, yeah, especially if he's the uh, heavyweight champ. Yeah, he, yeah. I, this was a big deal when he won. This motherfucker came from Francis Ngannou. Did he leave with his belt? Uh, yeah, he, he was champion when he left. He, he okay. was the reigning champ at the okay. time of his departure. Yeah, okay. And the and the thing is, this motherfucker came from nothing. When I say he came from nothing, he has a story about. Um, how just trying to get to um, the country where he started training, you have to go through the desert and eat trash. Wait, wait, you have to go. See, at first, when I said, when I was hearing you say you have to go through the desert, I was thinking like John Wick 3, where you got to no. find like the high table. You no. got to go through the desert away from your shadow until you pass out, and you have to you cross go. a desert to get to where he to to get to where he needed to be. That is a big boy, damn. And he was homeless when he got here and had to eat trash. That's wild. And That's wild as fuck. His and so his story and his trajectory to the top was supposed to be huge. He was about to be the next nigga. He looked like he'd been eating seriously, niggas. That's a big. That's a big bad motherfucker, and. <laughs> and so now six foot four, two sixty, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's um no, he was and so him walking away from all that Jet is point. wild to me. Now I uh, now another uh organization is gonna pick him up, I'm sure of that. Um but it's just it's just big to walk away from the biggest. I was gonna say, but the other organizations name MMA. It's high profile. He could go to. I mean, but the money. But maybe the money will be on point. How long did it take for boxing to, to reconcile with that? Because I know when people were doing bare knuckles, as opposed to when we got to Tyson and them, that the same thing was probably happening there as well. You I think remember, in the UFC is still a relatively young sport. Yeah, I think in the past five to ten years. I feel like there's been a, a conflation, and I don't know how. I don't know what the overall feeling is about it on either side, whether it's boxing or MMA. But at some point, it feels like in the collective consciousness, 
people just started conflating those together, especially when you have people like Jake Paul who box, who no matter how you feel about him, who box, but then they want to go do MMA shit. And there's more of that now where people who box want to go do MMA and be seen doing it. And, you know, I mean, MMA people think they can stand in the ring and box. I was going to say, you also got like the, the cross with like uh, right. Conor McGregor coming over or, um, well, yeah, you have Conor- Sonya, you know, he was, he's, he was, he was a switch, right? You know, he started out with boxing and then he came into MMA and been, I think he holds raining. two belts. I thought it was three. No, he holds two belts. Amanda Nunes, I think she had three belts. Okay. Um, uh, well, I mean, I only bring it up because I'd be curious. I, like, these are important moments, right, that yeah. kind of create that catalyst for change. But, like, I think sometimes with anything new that's awesome, like, people come in expecting a certain level of revenue. Sure. Not realizing that their industry is still just very infantile still. Like, that... The people that are going to make their money first haven't finished making their money first, right? You know? They're they yeah. There's they they've got to get all they can get out of it, and then the for the 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 craft can be whatever it be all it can be if it wants to. Reagan's yeah. trickle down economics, yeah, it works. more or less. <laughs> Yay, it works. Um, but <laughs> is it, is that what I hear you advocating for? Am I understanding well, I that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's silly that it'll take him another twenty years to get. I don't. I don't think you'll have like a Floyd Mayweather UFC fighter for like another twenty years, dude. No, I don't think. And and, and and there are some superstars within MMA on the way up, but I don't think we have that boxing legend right now. No, I, um, I now do I see? I thought was close. I, I won't even. I won't give out this. I know uh, he, he was close, but in terms of just boxing, I'll say. Uh, uh, what's my man? Um, Deontay Wilder, the the what he's building for himself back again that road back, his whole new team from two fights ago. Okay, I fuck with him. When's I his, fuck with him. When's he's his on his the next way fight up. though. Soon, I believe. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you, I think we might need to do a watch party. I'm down with that. I'm absolutely down with that. Put on a little uh, a first opinions while black. Watch party. Um, yeah, we could do that. We'll talk more. Yeah. I like that. Um, uh, for your comedic approval, Sisney along filed for divorce. <laughs> um, and is, and, and has made a uh, return to the streets. She has been seen holding Amarion's hand. She has been seen get in Dubai, getting into Terrence J's Lambo. Hey, Auntie. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, all I'm saying is that it must, it must hurt. It must hurt, boy. Let me tell you something. I know what it's like to be a regular nigga and to be worried about the uh, and, and to be worried about the nigga that the nigga that they said don't worry about. Worry about that nigga. Well, one, worry about that nigga. But imagine if that but if that imagine if that nigga has seven million followers on Instagram. And a song you like to dance to. And, right. <laughs> 
That's a fumble. I mean, but that's a legendary fumble. Can we just be honest? In twenty three, dude, like dudes got to be way smarter. They don't need us anymore. <laughs> Rightfully so, are out here making top tier S class decisions for themselves. You, buddy. Hey, buddy, you're not the brand anymore. You're the jam on the side. They don't, they don't need you, <laughs> <Yeah>. dog. <laughs> Better start making some quality moves and keep up, man. I'm telling you, and, and, that, and that's a rough, that's some rough shit because we all know Amarion to be a legendary pussy hound. And then, and, and and then, you know, there were women that took that whole eating the watermelon thing seriously, no matter how stupid it was. Um, that's a tough fight to have. That's a tough fight to have to end up to end up be left on your left sleeping on your couch in your million dollar home, uh, beating off, and all of a sudden upstairs you hear Icebox playing with the laptop open. <laughs> you wake up at three a.m. with the laptop open. We know what you did to go to sleep. <laughs> all of, and all of a sudden, all you hear upstairs all night on repeat. I'm telling you that that's rough. That's rough. So cold and so cold. That's rough. Yeah. Wrote a bad song, P. And then and worse yet, Terrence J. Now I know you're just trolling. I know you're just trolling just because you want me to know how outside you are because you went and picked the corniest nigga you could possibly find. I can be corny. She can pick me. I listen. I'm just, you know, I'm just I'll be say. I'll be Eric Roberson level cornball. What? I'm just, I'm I'm just telling you. Like it's it's, it's Neo. I mean, whatever you want. I'll be first I'll be first degree corny. I'll be Brian McKnight cornball. <laughs> Neil Long tell me she like corny niggas. I'll be Brian McKnight tomorrow. So, the <laughs> with the tight with the tight shirt and guitar, I can't really play. All right. So at the start of this podcast, we talked about some talents. If Neil Long had those talents, you put in motion on that feet. If Neil Long had fucked up feet, you don't fuck up feet. Uh, <laughs> you find it. <laughs> <laughs> Put some put some slippers on and call it a fucking day. What are you talking about? <laughs> Holy shit. Y'all are here. No, Y'all can no, see no. the face this man made in me. Oh my god. Holy shit. And this is what you're missing on the Patreon. <laughs> just telling you. I'm just telling you, worried about the wrong thing. Put the motherfuckers in some, in some saran wrap and let's get this shit popping. What the fuck not, are you talking about? I'm part of the generation that grew up with Eddie Murphy leaving when he saw some weird colored paint. So, fam, first of all, first of all, that's how that. First of all, that's how I knew that was fancy because you ain't walking out on Lila Rashad at her peak with no fucked up feet either. No, never. No. Not walking out. You're and right. if Robert Givens is at them same fucked up feet, he'd have still fucked up. What are we talking about? <laughs> Her Tisha Campbell and Halle Berry. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you attend from the ankle from the ankle up, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> Not from the ankle up. <laughs> the shit goes. <laughs> oh my god. 
just telling you, dog. Like, like, yes, I. And yes, if I saw some fucked up feet, it would probably scar me for life. But that ain't. But if if it's if it's Halle Berry on the table, if it's if it's Neil Long on the table, fucked up feet don't stop this dick. It doesn't. Look, I, I'm just telling you, dog. Like sometimes we gotta get this shit popping. Sometimes we just gotta get this shit on the road. One monkey don't stop no show. That okay? <laughs> we'll just look. She'll just look. She'll just be fucking the forces every time. What? That is a visual that I did not know that be, I was going to get today with me along as some black forces. I'm telling you, she's going to be fucking in forces. No crease. Every week. She's going to be like the reverse let the female Lexington steal. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Sorry. All right. If we could, I don't know what button to push to cut his mic off. Can we cut his mic off? This, this time is just like. I run the buttons, off. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> God Look, I don't know it. where the pocket is, but we are we are oh, all the way out of it. All the way out of that pocket now. <laughs> we are all the way out of the pocket now. What? <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel if a, how do y'all feel if a snatch up snatch up chick? More power to him. Congrats. Write a song about it so I can listen to it on repeat. See, I keep forgetting that we that we have emotional intelligence, and this doesn't turn into those kind of conversations with us. Because cause we're evolved people. One, we're evolved people. And two, at some point in our 20s, we were probably a Marion. So. <laughs> am I supposed to be mad at that man? Like, I am not. Hey, <laughs> congratulations. I, I don't know. I've always been that arrogant type person who, who runs with like a, uh, like a horse with blinders, right? I really don't care about any other man. So if, if, if I'm in a relationship or if I'm – Dating someone or entertaining someone, and they they are drawn to somebody else. Then they're drawn to somebody else. That's it. I'm not going to compete. Be upset with any well, that's type true. of situation. I'm not competing with another nigga either. You're like, correct. So there's there's no Omar. You're correct. To, no, that's who she wanted to be with. Yeah, that, you're correct. Now have fun. Now if you tell me Terrence J. <laughs> I, I, I might have a problem. I might have a problem. You, I'm not gonna be open and act for no for no corny BET nigga. What are you talking about? You say that, but I I bet you that that dude's like a a wonderful words of affirmation, gift giving type of guy. Like, what? So like, so like even that <laughs> even even that means like he's using his cornball to his advantage. Like I, I, he's going full Sean Penn with the cornball. That's true. And that's that end, true. You do what you're supposed to do. I will say it, 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 the trick really is because niggas are all some level of corny or another. Mm-hmm. The trick is really like leveraging your corny properly. Exactly. What's you your know? nuance, and how do you make your nuance more unique for you? Right. What is your lane of corny? Yeah. Because even the niggas who swear that niggas are simp's and panders or whatever do some form of hey man can we can i just say that dudes that talk about dudes that pander need to get off the fucking gas because if you don't pander i'd love to see how you are getting asked without it being rape they're okay? not they're it, not exactly it's called you gotta water the plant man you gotta water, you gotta the, water plant. the plant <laughs> speaking on of that plant, note I, I do need to water my plants today i'll say i, I probably need to bring my plants out of the garage it's yeah. just, you the just freeze never, is done. The freeze is done. I would done. say you just never know what the fucking 
Houston with, weather. With the Houston weather, man. It might be 20 degrees out. tomorrow. It might be 77 degrees on Tuesday. I'm about to say our lows are in the 30s this week, so don't bring them out this week. Yeah, I'll say probably Wait. not. Again? Yeah. So I live and breathe, bro. So you know, you'll be getting you'll be getting those Urkot emails. You'll be getting those Urkot emails talking about if we could it would really help us if everybody could keep the temperature in their house to it's to fifty seven. <laughs> no. Fuck out of here, Urkot. They can suck my dick. Um I I as a matter of fact, keep fucking up. Keep fucking up so we can get Greg Abbott out of here. That didn't work. That, that was the that was the perfect opportunity to have him out, and that still didn't work. So it, it's coming. No, oh, it's coming. I would it, like to believe between the removal of, of African American studies and the Uvalde handling that, like his next his next run for office is going to be much harder. I would like to believe that Uvalde I happened mean, we, right before the election. I mean, we that we did be, nothing. Yeah, it did I, nothing. That didn't make it. I, I'll say that didn't really make it onto the permanent record. We didn't know how bad it, it was. It's unfortunate, and it did nothing. And and now that we know how bad it is, it's already in the back mind of of people. It is not even where the 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 conversations as to Texas government is even moving. Let me re- not completely remove. But what I'm saying is, it's not in the top tier of conversations that that get bounced around. I'm glad we I'm glad we pivoted so smoothly. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, I give you that. I'm glad we pivoted so smoothly as we have from uh, to to this from fucking feet. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead. And, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? <laughs> no, because this is the second time you've done that. That you don't get to do like this like. Super like off the cuff transition and then like by the way like like nothing just happened just now. <laughs> oh, pour up, the clap, white people. I don't even know. Where's the fuck? It, it, clap, where's, white where's people. The clap, white people. Oh. oh shit. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. It really is a guy's. Uh, uh, it really is a guy's time right now because we really are just. We really are just sitting here drinking beer and talking shit. Um, mm-hmm. probably, probably traumatized my poor um. Uh, the fluence poor Airbnb guest. That man looked like he enjoyed himself. I didn't even realize he was there. He he was trying not to laugh so hard. <laughs> He's just trying to make himself some lunch, you know what I'm saying? It just, he, just, he just looking up like, please, I need to breathe. <laughs> what is wrong yeah, with y'all exactly. niggas? What are y'all talking about? Man. Um So two things I didn't get to go over before we go on the white people must be stopped. I'll make these quick. One What's her name? No, not titties. We'll get to the titties later. Um, The girl from 3LW, I just saw this. Yes. Apparently, she reveals that 
she was fucking three out of four members of B2K. Mm-hmm. What? And that and that they were and that they were fighting over her. Mm-hmm. Fam, the forehead one. Yes, the forehead. <laughs> he just guessed. I'm I'm really upset about how he just how. <laughs> that was a real that was a real Twilight Zone moment for him. He was really excited about it too. Like he had a vision. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've had working theories about that group. Go ahead. Go Apparently ahead. she was she ran through uh two uh, three out of four members of B2K. All I can say is they got that documentary coming. That needs to be in it. I don't I need I need I need one moment of them throwing hands over this chick. They weren't throwing hands because apparently, apparently it was at the same time. If I read the comic correctly, oh, like a yeah, oh yeah. My problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I read the comic true. correctly, however, it's true for whichever side of the coin this is true. If she did, why didn't no one save that young man? <laughs> Rude. That's why there's so much mistrust in the black love community. Nobody saving each other. And look, I, 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 and half the stories we've heard already is that back in the day terrible. they were fighting over women, and that's why they broke up in the first place. Broke up because someone, you know what? You're not, see, you almost made me say it. I'm not gonna say it either. What? No, nah. say you it. Know, we know what happened to that one group member. He says it enough. Well, I mean, and that's we know, why they broke up. Well, the other thing is, it was he, he wasn't just telling on himself. He was telling on the entire group. He he called out their government names like one Again, by one. No um, one saved that young man. <laughs> so I don't care what she well, got we, to do. Well, that's true. We do owe Raz an apology. You out here throwing your palm around like frisbee golf and want to save that young man. <laughs> then we can talk about the frisbee golf pump. Look, all I'm saying is that in, in about five years. B2K is going to have the greatest lifetime documentary ever made in human history. I don't, know, I don't know about that. False. I don't know about that. I watched Casey put a microphone in his pants and walk into the crowd. <laughs> False. I'm False. Just, I, also, I got to say. <laughs> False. <laughs> I'll text my first girlfriend right now about that day, buddy. We were mortified. Mortified. False. Dave Hollister had to get that man out the crowd. False. What the fuck? False. Oh, man. Close. The other thing I didn't go over. I really want to impart to everyone mm-hmm. as a culture, leave Shannon Sharp the fuck alone, <laughs> bruh. This this nigga is bigger and stronger than like all of the OG Avengers. Yeah, it, it man. Look, he stay working out. He has to. He has to. He this stays no, juicing. There is no way. This man is huge. That man was doing Rocky Four level workouts and shit. Look, man. Once again, anyone who is on their job. On air in front of their bosses talking about hen dog and yak ain't somebody <laughs> you want to trifle with. <laughs> That's why you want to leave him alone. 
You know how they can't never tell that Clark Kent is Superman despite the fact that this nigga be swole up in all them small shirts and shit? That's Yo. Shannon Sharp. That's real life Shannon Sharp, dog. Facts, because, man, look, I, I saw somebody else post talking about, uh, I, I like that sweater he was wearing at the game, so I looked it up online. <laughs> that sweater was $3,500. Fam, I fucked the sweater. All the, everybody that's... Everybody that tried to fight Shannon Sharp that night had to rethink their life. Still did not add up to the com- to the combined uh, to the combined total fat levels of Shannon Sharp. All put together, they could form Voltron and still not be stronger <laughs> than Shannon Sharp, dog. Man, what the fuck? Did none of them niggas look strong enough to fight Shannon Sharp? That nigga's fifty four years old, and y'all, it looks like that, and y'all still fucking with him. He is the strongest nigga on cable. You you remember them uh them old uh, uh cartoons with a uh, uh what you call it? Um, I'm the juggernaut bitch. Yes, oh, yeah. I beat your ass, Charles. I beat your ass with Charles. That's, <laughs> that's what he looked like. Talking to John ja Morant and his daddy. Talking about I'll grab John ja Morant, and beat your daddy ass with you. Just be slanging. Yeah, Morant better sit his ass down and tell his daddy to sit. See, that's how I know these young niggas different. My dad knew better. Unless he had, unless he brought his pistol, if Shannon Sharp started some shit, he was just going to lose. Damn, there's certain shit you just can't say back to this man. Uh, and it was over some bullshit, over some regular old crowd audience trash talk you can't block block lebron if a nigga that built like lou ferrigno tells me i can't block lebron then i'll be the most no blocking ass nigga you ever saw in your life nah you gotta stand i will up. let this nigga skip hop and jump to the goal i don't give a fuck you gotta stand up for your pride you gotta be like it's like i can hold him watch i'm gonna hold him pride ain't fighting shannon sharp <laughs> what the fuck there's a zone I just know not to go into. That's all I'm saying. And these niggas think they so tough. Why have, why have light-skinned niggas not learned from Draymond Green and Jordan Poole? Why it got to be a light-skinned nigga thing? Because this was all light-skinned niggas fucking with this nigga. <laughs> okay. okay. Did we learn nothing from Draymond Green? I learned how quickly someone can go to sleep. I mean, he didn't go to sleep. He, uh, he should have Basically <laughs> Basically He, he, he wanted to be asleep <laughs> He definitely wanted to be asleep We saw his face walking out he It's true have. It's yeah. true Yeah He caught that Doctor Strange Out of body experience <laughs> That's exactly what happened Get the fuck out of here uh, If he wasn't asleep He was close He was fighting sleep <laughs> That's the only thing he was fighting That was about it Fuck out of here. Draymond Green should have taught us by now. Uh, Talking shit to unruly, to unruly, strong, dark-skinned niggas, it's just not conducive to your health, little Meech. Yeah. The fuck are we doing? Leave Shannon Sharp alone. That man was not fucking with Well, he was kind of fucking with y'all, but let it happen. <laughs> I mean, the alternative is one of y'all pick up a folding chair, throw it at him, and then we get another cutscene from a Waffle House of him doing the same thing to you. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it, but I don't want you to have to go through that embarrassment. They're going to catch that nigga's whole Zanpak toe, whatever. 
Hey man, what if like in real life he was that kind of nerd too? Like he did that kind of shit before knocking someone he out. He looks like somebody's shaman king or some shit. He looks like that. He does. He do. He looked like somebody's fucking Patronus. Like, 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 like if he was walking away and then just turned back around and said, Bark, hi. <laughs> and knocked someone out. Oh, no. Never. <laughs> they, he wouldn't even have to get to that level. It would just be a flex of, of his powers. Like, oh, you really want me to. <laughs> Shannon Sharp looked like somebody's final form, goddammit. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if, niggas, if niggas had a Super Saiyan, had a Super Saiyan form, they would look like Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is my final form. Where does Terry Crews measure on this 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 Richter, or the, does the whole not bathing every day thing like disqualify him? Oh, on being scared of somebody? No, like on like like the final form Richter. No, Terry because he's actually still really strong for his age too. Like, Terry, no, Terry Crews didn't lost a, he lost a many cool points, so he can't be no nigga's final form. He's like <laughs> he's like I'm telling you, he's got to be like Justin Bieber's final form. Oh no. Like Black Frieza. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Terry Crews is literally Black Frieza. Oh man. Like the Justin Bieber of villains. Like like it, it's true. For my non anime uh watchers, that's basically like some white guy's internal black eye. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what he's Yeah, they Terry can't Cruz. yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's I, I put him up there with uh He's got reverse Villalago. I'm I it's for real it's for real. I put Terry Crews up there with uh that dude from America's most uh, at Malibu's most wanted. Okay. He's 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 B Rad in blackface. Yeah, I said it. Um it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. So Alec Baldwin is getting charged for shooting somebody. Yeah, I don't know the likelihood of Alec Baldwin seeing any form of uh, prison time. I can tell you this: that shit gonna be a reality show on Peacock. That <laughs> you damn Skippy, I'm telling you, they they gonna get uh, NBC is not ever gonna be through with Alec Baldwin. I knew that because I looked up. I had never heard of Thirty Rock. And, really? it, and 30 Rock was like 10 seasons. Yeah. It's yeah. Actually I a, don't sitcom. I'm not a sitcom dude. Okay. Had a couple of good episodes. I got, I, well, me, me fucking with that girl who made me sit through uh, um, fucking Big Bang Theory all day, that, that certified that I was no longer a sitcom nigga. I cannot stand Big Bang Theory. Slap the, slap the shit out of all them white kids, man. Everyone always goes, oh, you work for NASA. You must, you must love that show. I cannot stand. Damn that show! Ain't nobody can none of them can none of them people act. I slept shit out of all them white kids. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I no, I'm not a sitcom nigga. So it, I I didn't realize that the network had their claws in Alec Baldwin like that until I looked up, and not only was Thirty Rock a thing, but it was like a ten year thing that yeah. kept Tracy Morgan eating. Yeah, yeah. fam. That man gonna do some prison time. I'm telling you, we're gonna see some white people be held accountable, damn it. Uh Trump gonna go to Trump, they're gonna lock Trump ass right on up. Alec Baldwin gonna be right behind him. And I'm gonna watch every episode of that reality show. Well the well the interesting thing with the with the Alec Baldwin situation is I think the reason why he's being held so much in accountability is not just from the action, but his role as the producer. 
And so from from what I remember of the the issues before charges were being brought was that as the producer there was shortcuts that were being taken along the production set. So he'd be getting place. sued anyway. Yeah. So it's one of those things of okay, even if it was another actor on set who who fired the gun mm-hmm. because the gun wasn't properly handled and there wasn't enough um, safety culture that was built into the entire production. Right. Then he as the producer would already be getting looked really? at as, yo, like you're responsible for this actor, this uh, person's death. Fun fact. Didn't I know that? Um, I haven't, no, I haven't seen what they're going to do with the actual charges or, or read through the charges. So we'll see what, what, what angle prosecution is taking to see how they go through with the case. Uh, but that he's looking at it from two different angles as the person who fired as well as the person in charge of the entire set. That's a lot. And it, what I think I've learned from the Tory Lane's case that it's going to turn out there was some shit that was right in front of everybody's faces mm-hmm. that really shut all this arguing down. I think Alec Baldwin probably, I mean, I don't know he's going to do a day in prison. They're going to put that, they're going to put that bracelet on him. Well, I think it was like a year and a half. I was to say, Joe Tom's on his, for his uh, docket. Yeah. Oh, it's, ha- oh, okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's on the docket, but they have him for manslaughter. Ah. So. Uh, yeah. So in that, it, it is pretty clear and concise where that's headed. Okay. That's fair. Um, so, well, this isn't really white, but I did want to go over this real quick, actually. Um, YouTube is trying to fuck over some content creators. Have you heard about this, Floyd? Maybe, maybe in the tech realm? In in, in which way? Because YouTube in is terms been fucking of, over content in, creators. In terms of monetization, they're changing up their they're changing up their rules to where if the more you swear in your content, the less likely they are to monetize you. Okay. Oh yeah. But yeah. the way they do it is like they consider any curse word on the same level as fuck. Yeah, they're doing a lot of that with a lot of the anime uh, anime YouTubers that I'll watch for breakdowns. Yeah, if there are really uh, visceral anime scenes, right? They're now switching to just describing those scenes as opposed to actually showing them because they're getting demonetized for that as well. Yeah, See. I've seen a lot of uh, visual flags being thrown in, or uh, people having to switch up, or even like use descriptions like they you're getting demonetized for talking about COVID. I think. Yeah. See, and that's and that's the kind of thing that a lot of people are getting upset about and a lot of people are gonna continue to be mad about because a lot because a lot of content creators are making their money off of being monetized on YouTube. Um a lot of podcasts are moving towards a video element, and this is one of the reasons why I have yet to attempt reattempt moving to a video element is because the day we can't say fucking make money, I don't need to be there. Yeah. Especially on this podcast, it was literally in the first sentence of the podcast. And so, for if I can't if I can't freely express myself, as a matter of fact, when we were on YouTube, some of the day one listeners know um, we had to bleep out. We like Randall had to bleep out nigga. Oh yeah, and so already there's less incentive for us to be there. 
And also, if I'm just being honest, because I've been asked about this uh, in the past week, honestly, that video element shit, to me, that's a young man's game. Why? That's a young man. To me, that's a young man's game only because when you get into the video element, look who you're competing with. I see, I see some of these, some of these women's sex positive podcasts. These women are fine. <laughs> they have a video visual element because somebody wants to look at them. Nobody really wanted to look at Kevin Samuels. I mean, they were dudes, but other than that, nobody really wanted to look at Kevin Samuels. You know, nobody really wants to look at. Nobody really wanted to look at Andrew Tate. Maybe. Andrew Tate's just obnoxious. Maybe people really want to look at you. Nobody wants to look at me. Nobody on no. I mean, nobody on that level. Nobody wants to look at me. Not according to the uh, anonymous NGL DMs that I've been seeing you post, Mister Oz. Thank uh, you. When are we getting after dark set up so I can start freely? Because I feel like there are a lot of things I can't say until after dark gets set up. Or is that what the Patreon's for? What's up? Because you've been saying a lot of shit. You've been saying a lot of shit, dog. Uh, <laughs> offline and just that you just should not say. I mean, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe to Patreon, dog. Um, yes, opinions while black after dark is is in uh, development at this moment. Uh, okay. Um. Uh. So be on. The, well, be on the lookout for us to start uh, re- recording for that and producing that. Um. Probably mid to late spring. The whole other state, and someone knew this man's name. That's not fair. That's literal. That was literally a colleague. This nigga. Send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself uh, or the euphonic, fluent, or anybody you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or you can listen you can log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find ways to listen to us more more information about Houston's most savage podcast ways to buy merch and ways to become a patron and support us uh, and support us uh, in the never ending endeavor of always becoming a better podcast um, firmly believe, we here firmly believe in sustainability through community, um, and that can only happen through savvy, involved audiences like yourself. Um, we'll be back with uh, the top three STFUs. Uh, you know what this is? Sober converse. Uh, no, I've done that one already. This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> we are not sober. <laughs> But we are black. This we are opinionated. This conversation ain't sober. Uh, y'all know what it is. Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Clap, white people. Damn. Seven in bar none. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I really am a little tipsy, uh, fucking with fucking beer, which I've not. I've not had a beer for real in probably years. I mean, you already know if you are at the home of the fluent one, you will be. You're gonna be properly, throwing them back. Probably hydrated. 
properly uh, uh, inebriated. All that shit, right? I love it. Um, how we feeling, guys? We good? What's the goddamn deal? I'm feeling pretty good. I have to go off of my phone now because I didn't charge this motherfucker. It's it's okay. I, I, the whole I would say the whole outline is in the cloud. Um, did we talk about? Let's see. We talked about Shan Sharp. Mm-hmm. Talked about the three the three LW girl. Mm-hmm. Forehead. Wait a minute. So it was the forehead girl. It was the mixed girl, or maybe I don't know if she mixed. Look mixed. And a little chocolate drop. I have no idea who these. Oh, are. okay. I I was like, I know there's a dark skinned one. Yeah, amazing. And they, I think they fell out because the dark skinned girl uh, wasn't being treated right. Said they, they said they threw shit at her. Damn. She wouldn't have made it a Destiny's Child. Everybody gets treated like that. When they're not Beyonce. By Beyonce. Everyone gets treated like that. What are, what are you talking about? It is time for the top three STFUs. Can we laugh at that? Yes. The Beehive will hear that. It doesn't matter. It is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the t- three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Why are you trolling me on social media? Nobody's going to troll you. We all will troll you together. That's true. And I'll be there. That's fine. Number three. <laughs> I don't know what's happening over here. Number three, Young Miami. I say this, and this is a this is another one of those shut the fuck ups out of love. I like Carisha. I like what Carisha's trying to do with herself. Um, I like her getting the bag from Diddy. However, I did not need to know that you like golden showers. I didn't need to know that. I didn't. I'm sorry because the because now that you tell me that now I now I imagine that vampire motherfucker standing over you. Can't have that. I can't have that image in my head. They're already on Twitter calling her P Diddy, like P E E Diddy. I mean, not to King Shane. To each their own. I, if that's what she loves, that's what she loves. Just leave me out of that group chat. <laughs> just, you just didn't need to know. I didn't need that. One. I mean, like you know, there's different ways to take showers. Is all I'm saying. There are be that as it may. There are certain people I don't need in the group chat. You don't want to bathe in waste. <laughs> you saw what happened to those kids. At, uh, it's transient. It's was transient that? waste. It's was transient. That, was that PV where those kids were playing in that toxic waste? Probably. You know, like, Whoa, we, we, don't, chill. We, don't, we don't. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's true. Shout I, out Tigers. It's true. I am outnumbered today. What is this? What is this bull? What is this bullshit? Um, Bean, come back. <laughs> we need to. We need to have him on the ho- on the show now. So all I'm saying is, we don't need. And 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 again, it's a world of oversharing. So I know it's asking a lot. We didn't need that one. There's just some. There, I'm learning about me. There are just some people I want taken out of. I want to be taken out of the group chat. Ray J just came out this week and, and told us that he, him, and his wife are making it work again for the fourth time, and and that they're trying and that he's trying to do better as a man and this, that, and the third. I want to be out of that group chat. 
leave me out of that group chat because he doesn't mean it because they're going to be back to fighting two weeks from now. So this should be like posted on like the close friends or close friends. Correct. And take me out of that one. I mean, close friends is lit. I don't want that close friends. I don't. (laughs) I don't need to be able to visibly identify any of the prostitutes Ray J has purchased. I don't. I I don't need that information in my head. Okay. Okay. Um, Would would you have felt differently if she wasn't talking about a golden shower, though? What would she have been talking about? I I mean, Bukaki. I don't care. Whatever. Maybe. It depends. Other other intimate. um, Maybe. Like, if she was talking about boofing, you'd have been like, oh, cool. No. Boof. No. There are some she's got there. There are some group chats I just don't want from some people. Like I just I I didn't I don't want that from her. We're okay if she's like two girls, one cup in that shit. Like you you're all right. There? I, I'm just, I'm definitely not okay with that because <laughs> that involves Diddy way more than I need than I need to know about. I just want to be out of fucking group chat, man. I do. I <laughs> young Miami can leave me out of that group chat, and the other city girl can too because. Now I have a visual of fucking Lil Uzi Vert in my head, and I don't need that either. I don't visualize. I just let them be. That's a whole, because that's a whole genre of rapper that Lil Wayne spawned, spawned off. A bunch of niggas that all look like Gollum. My precious. <laughs> they knew exactly, and they knew exactly what it was, because they all did the, they all did the Smeagol impression. All of them. Okay. okay. I mean, one peen rules them all. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Hey, man. All that to say, I need Young Miami for her own good and the good of all to shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. <laughs> man, have we learned nothing from R. Kelly? Not at all. No, they um, did not. Number two is Ed Reed. So, I had such high hopes. Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, Ed Reed is not prime He's not um, He's got a good head on his shoulders He can talk his shit He's not prime uh, Ed Reed uh, Former uh, former NFL uh, Hall of Famer I believe um, He was So he was a, So he got hired by Bethune Cookman uh, To be their head coach We could tell there was going to be a lot of this Because Um I think Eddie George might be might be trying to get in somewhere. I think it was a few people, but we're going to see more celebrity coaches trying to get on, and this be their gateway to eventually being NFL coaches. Mm-hmm. You got to climb that ladder. Okay, that's what Prime was doing. Okay, and so now the disbelief, <laughs> the, the shock. in the in the course of a week. Of Ed Reed getting this job, he was complaining more than niggas complain about their regular jobs at Starbucks. He comes in his office, look at this bullshit. HBCUs ain't good for nothing. They ain't even clean out the office. They ain't even clean out my new office. They ain't even clean out the old office shit. Look at this bullshit. And then he ends up doing another story while he's doing community service. With the team, mm-hmm. look at this bullshit. Got me picking up trash. Trash. This organization is ridiculous. The school is ridiculous. HBCUs ain't good for nothing. Sir, 
if you I don't know how jobs have ever worked for you. I don't know if Ed Reed has ever had a real job, but in a real job, in a in a job in a job where niggas like me work, mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want to on your social media. But when you start talking about the company in which you work for by name, they usually reserve the right to cut ties and not fuck with you. And worse yet, I take it personally because you talked about an HBCU. Everybody knows that there are specific that there are specific HBCUs across the diaspora, across the culture, that are underfunded, under resourced, usually through no faults of their own. They don't have they don't have the big money machines like Notre Dame. They don't have the big money machines like um, um, uh, even LSU. I'll say. They don't have those big, they don't have those, that's why they're bringing you here so they can bring attention, much like Prime did, to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. So they can, and, and also you're Ed Reed. I don't want to pocket watch anybody. Hmm. But Dion came out of his own motherfucking pocket to, to solve some of them issues. And it's not there because the money and compensation wasn't right, but... He came out of pocket to bring attention to that school. He came out of pocket to rebuild, to help rebuild some of those programs. You, to date, that I know of, have done none of those things. Well, I mean, he he didn't even finish signing the contract, though. So that's easy for me to tear up. Suck my dick. That's how, and that's how I feel about niggas when they talk down on HBCU. If you're not going to contribute some kind of energy or time or solution, now niggas that used to go to those schools and have their complaints coming out is one thing. Yeah. But as you coming in as an outsider, as an outsider looking in, an outsider we're looking to to be a solution to the problem. Either contribute some time, contribute some solutions or some ideas to making this a better uh, a better place, or shut the fuck up, keep your head down, and do your fucking job. Exactly. You don't have to come in like Dion and act like you're gonna and act like you're gonna be the Jesus Christ of HBCUs, but you don't have to be the devil to that shit either. And I feel like he really fell off of that, and I lost a lot of respect for this nigga because that was to me that's some bitch ass shit. And to me, doing it on such of a on such a on such a a public space, it felt like black people telling their telling our business in front of the white folks. And I didn't appreciate that either. So it's like either do something to contribute to the problem or shut the fuck up. Because guess what? Now you don't have to worry about them cleaning out that office. It will be as if you were never there. Your shit will be at the front door. Because they show and I love some they fired this nigga so hard. They made him announce it. <laughs> That's actually pretty popular right now. That's some G ass shit. That's some G-ass shit. Because you know, usually they'll be like, we're not moving forward with this person. Like when Jesus and Miro broke up. We won't be moving forward with any more Jesus and Miro shows, so forth and so forth. No, they made him get his ass up there and tell it. That's some black people for your ass. That's some old school black people. They'll make you, they'll make you stand up and tell everybody what the fuck you did in front of the class. Apologize then, to the class. <laughs> make sure you understand what you did. For what? And then you and then they call your mama. Your mama come up there and beat your ass in the hallway. Oh, that was just me. Oh, okay. 
No, I mean, like, there, there are three grades of St. James Episcopal middle schoolers that watched my mom whip my ass. <laughs> Shit. Actually, he was at church a uh, year before last and bumped into one of them. And that was like how he he greeted he greeted after all the time. Like, and remember that time? Oh, shit. Your mom, like, beat your ass in front of all of us? Oh, my God. We were quiet when it happened, but when you left, we laughed at you. <laughs> I was oh like, God. thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks. That's not. No, I didn't get my ass beat in front of in, in front right. of students ever, but they knew. Everyone knew my father. They just, they knew. They they, they looked at my father one time, and they knew what they knew what the fuck time it was. Yeah, Doc Oates didn't get no fucks, dog. I saw, I saw a nigga get his ass beat so hard, he ran up the wall. <laughs> this is, it was it was the best it was the best and then got whooped again for trying to run. Oh no! Oh man, it was wonderful. That was one of the, oh what was his name Christian? That was hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, every guy shut the fuck up, dog. Shut the fuck up. Number one person that has to shut the fuck up this week. Returning champion Stephen A. Smith, mm. the most the most electrifying hairline in sports entertainment. Um, what did Stephen A do this time? He did not waste any time going right to the next fuck up. I mean, um, we we were still covering him last week. How it's is true? How it's is true. He back. He was uh, that following like Monday or Tuesday. He was on um uh one of my new top one of my new top three favorite women in the world, Sherry. Um, I love Sherry Shepard. Um, and she was talking about how hyped she was about Rihanna. Doing the Super Bowl. There's a lot of people who are hyped about Rihanna. Doing As they should be. I'm one of them. <laughs> and she was ta- and and he was talking and she was talking to Stephen A because it's the Super Bowl. Maybe he has some opinions about the halftime show. I don't know why we want his opinions on anything outside of uh LeBron James's penis. <laughs> um but he can't, but she. He was like, and you know, he was about to be some bullshit because he went straight in the first take mode where he has to start off the insult by sucking your dick first. Shout out to LeBron, got nothing but love for him. I showered with him once. <laughs> Not the shower. <laughs> you know, shout out to Rihanna. You know, big fan, got nothing but love for her. You know. I've masturbated to her once. In the shower. <laughs> She's not Beyonce, though. And he should have known he fucked up because the whole audience, the audience, the audience on daytime talk show is almost obligated to clap for you no matter what the fuck you say. And they all went, nigga. That's <laughs> one of your comments. And he tried to walk it back a little bit, but. He didn't understand. Let me explain. Let me explain. Understand and know and read the room. Read your audience. What the fuck would you go on a, on a, on a daytime talk show that comes on before 11 o'clock full of middle-aged women? Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm almost a part of that group now. <laughs> um, full of middle-aged women who ain't heard a Rihanna joint in five years. Mm-hmm. And go, she's not Beyonce though. And the hive, and now the hive gonna fuck you up because they don't want you on their team. <laughs> don't bring that bullshit to us. <laughs> Shit. And, and so, first of all, why the fuck did anyone? It, I'm not blaming this on them, 
But Stephen A. Smith doesn't even have smart takes on sports. And he is a sports entertainment journalist of almost 20 years. Thank you for saying that. He doesn't even have smart takes on sports. I'm a bum, I'm a Bomani Jones nigga. Um, and y'all wanted to ask him, what do y'all think is hiding in that hiding in that brain underneath that hairline? If I can be honest, that starts in the dead middle of his head. The same thing that happens to Homer Simpson when he's trying to think of something smart. There's a monkey that comes out from behind a door with some symbols and just starts crashing as loud as he can. And then when he stops playing, that's when Stephen A. starts talking. Oh, I, was, I thought we were about to end with Stephen A. Smith is that monkey. Um, <laughs> because Stephen A. Smith is the, it, he is literally a sum total of the worst things about sports entertainment in 2023. He is the worst. He is the worst thing to happen to sports entertainment right now. And he is, he's just devolving into a fucking wrestling heel every time you see him. Every time you see him now, he has that, he has that walk like he's walking down the fucking ramp to, Slap Vince McMahon upside the head. Oh my god! <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is a, is is a a shit stain on the undergarments of sports journalism. He is. He is. Damn. He is the worst thing. He is your worst nightmare. He is your worst. He is everybody in journalism's worst nightmare. He is the sum total of every horrible person I have ever encountered in journalism school. Everybody that would suck a dick to get on camera. But tell me how you really feel. You know how bad you got to have the shits to create a shit stain? Those things never go away. Like, he's that. He's old, he's old, he's old underwear that somebody wants to buy on OnlyFans for too much money. Like. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is the fucking worst, bro. How much brain power can you expect from someone with a hairline like that? Looks like that nigga from The Incredible Hulk. I I don't even know what to say in regards because look he it, it it's it's just to go from one fuck up like that to another, and in different and complete different realms. You're right. I guess we got to go ahead and give him the award. He did he, give it, him. The- I, I don't even know that you did reigning champions for the shut the fuck up award. Well, just returning champion, really. <laughs> Um, he's definitely been a nominee for the um, previous years for the uh, Shut the Fuck Up Award, a.k.a. the Donald Joseph Trump uh, Award to Excellence in Douchebaggery. Um, Stephen A. Smith got to shut the biggest fuck up imaginable. Shut the fuck up! He really do. I, shut, the, shut the limited edition three-disc DVD fuck up. Like, he stopped. What I hope for like the the podcast this year. What's that? I hope that you guys reach John Oliver levels of troll. <laughs> it would be awesome if at the end of this year they could fabricate like that that D DJT Excellence Induced Baggery Award and then just like fax that to folks. See, that's the result of John Oliver just having that HBO money to do nothing but fuckery with. Oh, I do want that. For, I do want that HBO money. I, I, yeah, I, I wish that level of success on you guys, dog. That, that would be kind of cool. I just want to get big enough to have a viral moment and be invited on Sherry's show, <laughs> and then get, and then get caught up on Shade Room because I'm because I'm looking at her titties. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't think that's how that works. It will. Now with this recorded, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Oh shit! Oh, my God. Uh, you find it? Have we done a podcast? We done a fucking podcast. Fluent? Have we done a podcast? Uh, I have one thing to say on yes. on behalf of Euphonic because I know he's been trying to say this the entire episode. Not yet. Before I can, before I can close out, I just got to say one word. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I was gonna throw it to him, but he passed it by. He can't pass this one up. So I'm, can can we just throw it back? Because maybe he didn't understand the question. Ask him again. Don't shake your head. Go ahead. Now we have done a podcast. We have now done a podcast. God damn it. <laughs> try to get all girls in here. The girls the girls act out of pocket. Try to get all guys in here. The guys act out of pocket. Um, thank you guys so much. It's always an honor and a pleasure uh to help you get through your work week and decompress. Um uh do I have any church announcements this week? No, I don't. Um uh, anything? Uh, any church announcements? Uh, Euphonic. Uh, if you need help, go talk to somebody. Check on your quiet friends and love yourselves more. Fluent. Just drink water or whiskey, whichever makes you feel better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will be back next week with more <laughs> foolishness and more fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is what happens, guys unsupervised. Um, oh. We'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Until then, this has been episode what two eleven. Oh, of, that's a, I should have bought two elevens of opinions while black. I have been tell your friends to listen. Please tell your friends to listen. Um, stay tuned for a for a bonus for a bonus sneak preview clip from our Patreon series. Until then, I have been Oz. You fought it. I am the fluent one. And as as always, forever imparting titties. Titties indeed. And all titties matter. Your titties, their titties, titties. Big ass titties. (laughs) Bye, niggas. I do believe that there is a fear of rejection. There is a fear of of feelings of feelings unprocessed that a lot of times turn into the only thing we we we're ever encouraged. A lot of people generationally are ever encouraged to express, which is anger. And so, with a lot of that. Lack of emotion, lack of lack of self awareness, and a lot of that inability to process, because you have not been taught emotional intelligence, and you have not been taught to have those conversations. Now we're getting to a point where all you know how to express is anger, and that anger is going to manifest itself in negative in negative ways. I.e., jumping on these po- jumping on these fucking podcasts with niggas like Fresh and Fit. Um, to just to just rake women over the coals, um, being all in Kevin Samuel's comments, uh, six to nine months dead, still sucking his dick, because he's because much like Trump speaks to the anger of those 
of those of those white people that feel like they've been marginalized and forgotten about. The girl Kevin, jobs. Kevin Samuels speaks to the latent, whether he meant to or not, his work speaks to those that that latent anger and that latent fed up itness with those one or two women that hurt you. And you're not processing that, and nobody's and either either nobody's get, nobody's allowing you the room to process that. You're not you're not doing the work to hold yourself accountable, or people have just decided to leave you to your own devices because it's because it's easier than trying to hammer this into your head. So, like, I want to interject just to ask this question. I realize this is a loaded question, and I realize that you're also like none of us here in the mindsets of those individuals. Sure, but. At, at at what point does that stop being the other person's problem? Like early, I I, I get it, kind of not really. Early, I just like saying I get it, but I really don't. You niggas are weird to me. But like, <laughs> I, at at what point do you go, man? Like, motherfuckers really keep leaving me. I keep having the same conversation about eggs. That's what. Blah, so blah, blah 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 blah. I call that, and for people, and for you, comic book niggas on Patreon that talk comic. I can talk comic books with all the time. I call that the Dr. Doom effect. <laughs> the whole psychology of doc, the whole entire psychology of Dr. Doom is that and I compare it to Iron Man. Iron Man got Iron Man got uh got into an a, a life-threatening accident um with hey, by being Marvel hurt comics. by his by his own inventions. Okay. And so he and, and so he did some he did some work internally and decided to take his weapons off the board and make the world a better place and make the world a place where those things don't have to get manufactured and hurt someone. Dr. Doom did the the exact opposite. Opposite. He got into an accident of his own doing, and because he feels like he can never be wrong, he decided it can't be me, it must be everything else. And so he's decided to remake the world like that. That is the Dr. Doom effect where it can't be me, it must be you. So when you keep getting hurt the same way because you're doing the same things because you're not – Processing those things with emotional intelligence. I'm sorry, I'm right in Amanda's ear. Uh, when you're not processing those things, that turns you, that turns inward, and you decide and that turns outward. Excuse me, and you decide it's not me. It must be this modern woman shit. It must be these women out here getting degrees and get and getting shit for themselves. And it's turned to, and it's, they got a fucked up attitude. And I'm sick of this fucked up attitude shit. And this this shit ain't playing out like it did with my daddy and like with my daddy and my mama. My my mama snapped too. My mama snapped too when she when my daddy said some shit. My yeah, your daddy was probably also cheating. Yeah, or beating. You know, one two of the worst one or, things. one or the other. Yeah, two of the worst things you could do in the room. Yeah, and and, and to and to that end, dude. Like I feel like we go back to little dick energy or ignorant ass niggas because every book I've read, every book I've read, they don't have that, OGs where that character type is brought up. Do you know who that character type belongs to? The fucking villain. The villain. Like, so it's still not good. If you can wake up every day and stuff go wrong every day and you never look at yourself ever, you are the villain in that story. This is true. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. And, the, and because the villain never thinks they're the villain. Exactly. Killmonger didn't think he was the villain. He shot, he shot his girlfriend and choked out his elders. You, you're just looking at his abs. <laughs> That's not the same thing. <laughs> no. 